Hello, hello. Welcome to the latest edition of Football Talk from the Yorkshire Post. Uh, as promised uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, we last met with uh, Richard Sutcliffe, uh, the YP's chief football writer. We're going to uh, come back and look at the uh, championship promotion picture, as we sort of predicted back then as well. We expected a few more twists and turns, and we've got them, haven't we? Or we've had them. Um, do you ex- Leeds in the, it's fair to say Leeds are in the driving seat at the minute. Um, do you see it changing again? Very easily. Uh, I know it's obviously three points is the gap, but with uh, Sheffield United's goal difference being better than Leeds, it can go like that. You know, it's a all in easy is one. Well, it could, could go on Good Friday. You know, if Leeds yeah. stumble against Wigan, get beat at home, and Sheffield United have beaten Forest earlier in the day, then uh, it's all changed again. And you know, with three games to go, the advantage was Sheffield United. So now nah, there's still a hell of a long way to go. It, it, I know it felt like a big thing on Saturday with uh, Sheffield United Millwall and then Leeds winning afterwards and playing well I think they were helped actually because it relaxed them really knowing that Sheffield United alright they'd gone second but Leeds only needed to draw to reclaim and I think that just took the pressure off so it'd be interesting what happens this week with Sheffield United playing again at lunchtime and Leeds at three so obviously they'll know the result if Sheffield United have won then Sheffield United will be back top again Mm. so they'll need a response um you know, Wigan. I think I, I, I fancy him both to win this Friday. I think the other, the, the, uh, the, the more Blade undecided. Of, yeah, they're at home to Forest. I think it's it's then on Monday really because they go to Hull. Yeah. Who've not really got anything to play for anymore, but they are in great form at home. Uh, and Leeds go to Brentford where they have a terrible run. And again, Leeds kick off after Blades. So, you know, Easter's. We always told it's a defining time in any season, but I think this season it might well be the case. Um, you mentioned obviously that Blades kick off. Well, that'll be three games on the trot that they've kicked off. Before, yeah, before in a row, actually, because it happens again on the final weekend. Because Blades play Saturday night, well, Saturday tea time, and Leeds Villas then Sunday lunch. Right. So, so who do you think gets the advantage out of that? It depends how it goes, really. I think if Blades had have beaten Millwall, then I think Leeds would have felt under pressure. Whereas because they'd been pegged back and all right, they'd gone above them at Sheffield United on goal difference. But like I say, it just seemed to relax Leeds because their performance was. You know, streets ahead of how they'd done it, even on Tuesday night against Preston, where you know they played okay in the first half there, I thought, but they weren't brilliant. They didn't have a shot on target. Um, whereas I just think because they knew the momentum had swung back their way, then it helped. But like I say, if Sheffield United can win, then do the Leeds have a couple of doubts? Obviously, they'd only be level then on points. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's it's still all to play for. You know, people keep saying it's done and dusted, but. Nowhere near. Yeah, but Wigan has the hallmarks of one of those fixtures where, on paper, it looks Cost a certified home win. Cost it but does. it's the sort of game where you can slip up so yeah, easily. I look, look back to 1990 when these two were going for it, Hammer and Tongs, and obviously they, won, they both went up that time. But Leeds lost to Barnsley. I don't think they'd won away. I'm not, Leeds hadn't lost at home all season, then they lost at home to Barnsley with about 10 days to go the season. And then uh, Sheffield United, they would have actually won the title if they, they went to Blackburn on the Monday, the final Monday or Tuesday of the season. And Billy Whitehurst missed an open goal in the last minute, went wide, they got beat, and uh, it all changed. And, you know, Leeds ended up winning the title, but thankfully Blades went up in second place. I don't think that'll happen this time because I don't think Norwich are going to blow it. But no, there's still, still a hell of a long way to go. You know, it's four games, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, will it go to the last day? There's every chance, really. You know, really, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Do you want it to? Yeah, as a, as yeah, a, as a yeah definitely. Definitely. Is that something Definitely. that's better for you as a sort of footballer? No, you just, it just, it's just keep it going. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh, obviously then the danger is that when it goes to the last game that one of these does finish third, then they do feel a little bit flat and they've got seven days to turn it around because the, the semi final first leg's on the following Saturday, then the 11th. 
so but oh no it's, it's you know it's great stuff it's you know it's great great to watch and I know people obviously Leeds would rather it was over with two games to go but let's, let, maybe Norwich maybe Norwich you know they've, they've drawn two now yeah. they need a late equaliser yesterday against Wigan maybe they could blow up I don't know I doubt it it's yeah. too little to go how many points are we talking about how many Leeds behind them four behind four ahead of Leeds so yeah. seven ahead of Blades so it'd take a big swing with Massive. 12 points to play for but that'd be the dream scenario if I'm honest yeah of the two run-ins even if it matters at this stage of the season, who has the more difficult? Would oh, you Leeds say? have got the more difficult. They don't do very well at Griffin Park. Yeah, they don't get very much down at Brentford, and that Villa game at home. You know, Villa's. I think if they win uh, this weekend, it's nine in a row, and they've got Bolton, so there's every chance they will. And that'll mean they're. I think it's the best run in 109 years or something daft like that. I mean, nine in a row. I still think Villa's defences. A wee bit dodgy, yeah. you know. I wouldn't be convinced by that. They were lucky to beat Rotherham, I thought last week. Going forward, the great. Yeah. Also, when Grealish plays, he didn't play at the weekend, and they still won. But defensively, I've seen Leeds get three down there. I've seen Sheffield United get, get three, three down there, and you know, I think Forrest got was it five? Was it five, five. all? And the Preston get a four all. Or I there's yeah. been some crazy, crazy scores. So they're not infallible, but that just looks like a game. You think, and it's a lunchtime kickoff, which. Atmospheres are never that, that good. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, on the Sunday. And obviously we'll know then how Norwich have done the previous evening, how Blades have done the previous tea time. Yeah. So that could be one. I, I, I look at theirs. But then I say, you know, going to Hull, I think Hull's defeat at Borough has helped Sheffield. Um, yeah. you know, in your opinion, Hull are done? I mean, oh, like yeah. five yeah, yeah. points off now. Yeah, yeah. Hull and Chef Wednesday have gone. Yeah. They have no chance now. But obviously they want to finish well and Nigel Adkins' old team is Sheffield United. So and they've got a very good home run. But I do think you know, on paper, Sheffield United looks better. But having looked at the performances on Saturday, Leeds maybe are in better shape. But that could all change this weekend. You know, Good Friday could change everything. And then we go there on, uh, everyone goes out on Easter Monday and they're both level. It could really, really easily happen. Out of the two, who is under the greater pressure as, as a club? Is, is there, I suppose, I don't know, is there a greater clamour among the Leeds fans I'm not saying there's a greater clamour but is there a greater sort of pressure I suppose given I'm not sure you'd, people would say oh well Leeds you know they want to be back in the big time it's 15 years yeah. that doesn't bring pressure if you've come down the season before yeah. and you're Newcastle or West Ham and you've had 12 months in the championship then you're desperate to get out and there is pressure whereas Leeds have been down for 15 years now yeah. they've had three years in League One obviously everyone's desperate to get up but no more desperate than they are at Sheffield Mm. who were up what, 2007 they came down so that's 12 years mm. so I don't think anyone's feeling any pressure like that. it's not like either of them started the season as favourites no you know Leeds were rubbish last season you know Sheffield United were fantastic until Coots broke his leg and then their season just dribbled away so it's not like you know, either club came into the season you thought oh they're nailed on you know whereas you yeah, looked at yeah. Stoke and they, you thought oh, they're going to have a great chance to go up you yeah. looked at Derby even you know with the yeah. players that they brought in yeah moving on there's pressure on now let's, let's bring it up again <laughs> but you know what I mean so there's no Obviously, they've both been up there this season. They're both going to be gutted if they do miss out. But I don't think it's pressure or expectation. You can't have any expectation when you haven't been in the top five for 15 no. years or 12 years because yeah. that would just be balmy. Whereas if you'd just come down... I suppose I, I was just looking at it in the, in the sense, I suppose, that, that Sheffield United haven't been in the Championship as long as Leeds this time around, so maybe there's a, a, a bit more pressure on it. Because yeah. I suppose every, well, every club sort of starts a season with expectations. Yeah. But then Sheffield United had a much better season than Leeds last year. Yeah. You know, obviously they fell away in the last three or four months after Coots had broken his leg, but the football they played when they went to Hillsborough and when they went to Ellen Road, I think, in the October, just a couple of weeks later, they were brilliant. Mm. You know, and you thought, well, they're really, you know, they were still top in November or December. 
and it was only really as it sort of dribbled into spring that it fell apart. I remember going to Birmingham and they were just flat as anything down there. They'd lost 2-1 and you thought, yeah, everything's gone here. Mm. But that didn't mean there wasn't really expectation because you thought, well, maybe that was their one shot at the gold. But no, they've got another one this year. But no, I don't think, I don't, you know, I don't think people say, oh, well, yeah, Leeds, they, 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 it's, it's history. It's 15 years. You know, Leeds so. have been 14-15 for about seven years, six years running. Yeah. You know, Grayson went close to them in 2011. But even then they didn't get in and Monk did as well. But no, <clears throat> no, I don't think, Excuse me, I don't think there's any any more expectation on the other. It's just they're both desperate to get up because mm. it changes the history of a club. How much would it mean to both clubs? Well, everything again, equally. Yeah. You know, would this be a one shot only? You know, yeah. would be else to walk away? Yeah. In the summer, he's only got a year's contract. Yeah. You know, and I, th- I think you know the sound is a couple of months ago, but that he might walk away if they don't go up. But if they go up, he'll have one year in the Premier League. So, no, I don't, you know, and then obviously Chris Wilder. Does he get lured away? Because he's finally getting the recognition now that he deserves, in my mind. Yeah. Would somebody come in? If you were a, com- a club, and I said this a year ago, a club coming out of the Premier League like West Brom or Stoke, they should have gone for a Chris Wilder. Because, or gone for Chris Wilder, not a Chris Wilder, gone for Chris yeah, Wilder. Yeah, the Chris Wilder. <laughs> Absolutely. But then you look, you know, Huddersfield, they're doing nothing under this guy. What an appointment he would be, Chris Wilder. So, is there more pressure on Sheffield United for that because they need to get there? I don't know. Honestly, don't. But, I think it's just both desperate to get there, but just because they want to be in the Premier League, not that there's any yeah. pressing finances or you know anything like that. Yeah. Just lastly, you compare the two bosses and their sort of trajectories or, or where they've come from or how they've come to be at where they currently are. Wilder's obviously taken the more the longer route. Yeah. We'd probably say obviously Bielsa was sort of parachuted in by Leeds as a man who's going to fix all their their uh, problems and take them up. You know, and he might he's obviously coming close to doing that, but Wilder. Like I think we've probably discussed before in other podcasts, but he's done his he's done his he's done his apprenticeship, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's he's been amongst the lower leagues. Finally, got his shots with the blades two or three years ago. Got them up at the first attempt, obviously from League One, which nobody else had managed in the previous yeah. five or six years. It would be some reward for him, wouldn't it, if he was able to do that? It again. would, yeah. I mean, that that all right, you know, it's that sort of scenic route, shall we say, yeah. to where he is now. Fair enough, but he's got the promotions. Yeah. You know, so he knows what this is all about, and I think that's why he was probably so disappointed in how the team sort of subconsciously took a backward step. I know people say his, his substitutions, but I don't go along with that because he had to change his substitution. He had to change the formation to get Basham because Basham was injured. So he yeah. brought Medina on. So you basically went from a centre half, brought a striker on. You get one nil up, and then you return to the to the actual formation that's done you good all season. You know, three or yeah. one two. That's that's what he went back to. And yet people might all negative substitutions. I don't go along with that in the slightest. He comes but, across as one of the most positive absolutely, characters around. Yeah. Well, I did a game against Brentford. Not just uh, tactically, just generally. Yeah, Brentford just before the last international break and Medine got sent off after half an hour. And they were under the cosh, absolutely. And then 10 minutes to go, he brought a striker on and took a defender off. And you thought, what are you doing? They're only 1-0 up. No yeah. chance. But it changed the whole yeah. feel of the game. And Blades went and got the second goal and the 1-2-0. And it was a fantastic result. Set him up to go to Leeds and beat Leeds. So, no, I don't, you know, they've both been there and done that. Obviously, the, the thing that probably, from a Leeds perspective, pleased the most on Saturday was that the energy that they showed. Because yeah. at times they've looked like they are running on empty, which is a, an accusation Bielsa's sides have had for years and years and years, years where yeah. they get to March and then they just collapse because he works them that hard. But that did not look like a tired team. Obviously, it might do this Friday, we don't know. But <laughs> yeah. against Sheffield Wednesday, they were, they were, they were on top of everything. You know, it, it were. 
it were it were Wednesday who looked like they had lead in the boots, not Leeds. Yeah. So from a Leeds perspective, that's great. But Chris Wilder been demanding a response off his players, and they're honest players. They'll know they need to get you know they never got away with it. Yeah, you know yeah. that missed penalty at the end. But now there's a hell of a lot still to go on this. You know, yeah. people keep saying, "Oh, well, what if Leeds beat?" Thing in Blazers again, and then they might go up on Monday. He said, "Well, no, 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 that's not how. No, it's not, it's gonna not how the world it. works. No, you know, it's going to be last last ten minutes of the season. Something's going to happen, and one of these two is going to go up with Norwich." Yeah. Okay. Well, look, we'll uh, we might even come back to this next week, depending schedules permitting, and if we've got time, because obviously this weekend is going to be an absolutely massive weekend as uh, as to the what's going to happen to both of our both of our clubs. Um, uh, and obviously, you know, we'll talk next time more about the championship. As I say, we think Hull and Owls are, are obviously done now. Mathematically not, but obviously, yeah. realistically, probably yes. Bora's still in with a shout, two points off that sixth spot. Uh, Bristol City are currently uh, in sixth, the playoffs. Uh, and we'll, we'll obviously talk about Rodham a bit more. We'll have a bit more time to talk about Rodham next week or next time we uh, convene uh, for the next podcast. But for now, thanks a lot, Rick.